Don't worry, this is not some type of manifesto note. The purpose of this activity is to help you to sort out more important things in your life to begin to live a more fulfilled life. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bill Young Grow Wealthy Podcast. Today, I have a question in today's Wealth Talk making you think about what you would do if you only had six months to live. Also in today's episode, it's going to feel slightly different from my previous ones as I will open up a little bit more about private issues that I usually talk about only in my inner circle. So without further ado, let's get into this. So let's go ahead and get started with the question of what if you had six months to live this life starting right now? And I did get these questions from a book called Master Your Money Mind by Amber Lillystrom. Um, And I'll give more of a a book breakdown about that book in a later episode. But today, I just want to focus on this particular topic because I felt like this was a very powerful exercise and I wanted to share it with you all today in today's Well Talk. So the first question that goes with this concept of if you had six months to live starting right now is what would you do? And I'm going to go ahead and reveal my answer. So please, all I ask is that you don't have any type of judgment because these are my pure answers for me answering these questions. But what I do recommend is that you write these questions down and that you do this exercise yourself so that you can have the answers for you. All right. So the first question of what would you do if I knew that I only had six months to live? The one thing I know I definitely want to do is I want to write a book sharing all of my life lessons. And I know I'm still young, but I've had a lot of things happen in my life thus far that most people don't really know about because I don't usually open up about a lot of things. But I think that it's important that I do share those at some point in my life. I would share the most painful and also the most rewarding episodes of my life because every single thing that happened happened for a reason and it's made me who I am. So I don't have any type of regrets. I try to live my life without regrets and that is definitely what I would want to do before I die if I only had six months to live. The next question is asking, where would you go? For me, this question would have been different a few years ago, but because I've now traveled to more places and I've had a lot of time now to think about, you know, these type of answers, I guess, for a question like this, I think I can unequivocally say that now the place that I would want to go for sure is to go back to the motherland where kings and queens were before they became slaves. And so you may know that place is Africa. The actual name is not Africa. Africa is its colonized name, which that is a whole different type of conversation. But I do believe that what we know as Africa today is one of the greatest continents on the planet. And there will be people out there that can argue differently, but I know for a fact that it is the best place on the planet because first of all, it's where civilization began. And also Every other nation in the world would not be trying to go into Africa and rob it of its land, people, minerals, and resources if it wasn't the go-to place on the planet. So all I'm saying is that if I had to go to anywhere and I had six months to live, I would definitely go back to the motherland. I am um, proposing to make a trip there, but it's not because I have six months to live. So I do want to throw that in as a disclaimer, but because of this exercise, 
I try to think about like where I would go. I've already been to Europe. I've been to Australia. Of course, I live in North America and I've covered mostly all the states. I've been to Canada. I've been to Puerto Rico and Haiti. I just really know that from all of my traveling, that's a place that I really would want to go so that I can actually see for myself why it's such a big deal. The next question is, who would you need to see? Now this one did require some time of thinking and I will say that there will be people who might get offended if they don't hear the description of them inside of this little um, pitch that I'm gonna have here. But what I, what I will say is that I'm not gonna use the names of any people because I am still a private person and I do respect the privacy of others. And so for that, I won't give any names. If you know me personally, then you should know who you are when I make these type of descriptions. And if you don't know me and you don't know them, then just use this as an exercise to kind of see what you need to do to answer this question. So again, the question is, who would you see? For me, the first people I would absolutely have to see would be my parents because my parents, first of all, were there with me from the beginning. And throughout my life cycle thus far, they've been very supportive in every single thing that I wanted to do. They have helped to invest in my education, both in my younger years as well as when I got to college. And they really tried to make sure I was a well-rounded person. They put me in sports and band and school activities. They put me in night classes where I had to learn how to do um, speed reading. They also put me in language classes. So I was taking Japanese at one point when I was a kid. They have put me in some camps. Like they've really made sure that as a human being that my siblings and I have had a pretty well-rounded experience so that we can see the things that we like and we don't like. And because of that, that is something I really truly appreciate about them and that I also wanna adopt for myself whenever I have kids. Additionally, they are my travel buddies. With my parents, it's always going to be something good coming out that trip. So first of all, they introduced me to traveling. As a kid, they've taken my siblings and I like all across the United States. And as I got older and I wanted to start doing international traveling outside of Canada, which they've taken me to, I was kind of shocked when I told them I was taking my first trip to um, Europe. And they said, you know, we're gonna go too. But believe it or not, they actually booked that ticket because they saw the movie Taken and they were kind of, I guess, fearful that I would not come back. So they booked their tickets um, and I learned as much Italian as I could. I booked the entire trip. Like I planned the itinerary from day one through the last day and it was such a good time. And they also traveled with me to Australia when I got accepted into the university there to go with me to see what the school was like, to see what the area was like, and also because we did some excursions. And I can tell you that trip was not cheap. The ticket alone is what most people spend on a vacation. So I just appreciate how they just always just say, you know, we're gonna go. For my 30th birthday, I wanted to go back to Europe. And so I went to, um, I went to Germany and I went to Spain. So they went with me for my 30th birthday, as well as one of my brothers, because he's a photographer, so I actually invited him on that trip. They went with me on that trip as well, and it was a blessing because I don't care what anybody say, I was pickpocketed. I know I was, but the police were not helpful, and it just helped that my parents and my brother was with me because they were able to help pay for things that I couldn't pay for anymore because I didn't have a card, I didn't have my state ID, my state ID, and I lost all the cash I had on hand. My parents are definitely people I would definitely have to see if I had six months to live. Next would be my brothers. And so I wanna say I don't have any favorites, 
I love both of my brothers equally, even though our relationships are different. So I have brother number one who, with the two of us, for the most part, I feel like we communicate well. We have traveled together as adults, um, as well as when we were kids. And for the most part, I would say the things that matter the most, we can't agree on it. So he is, you know, brother number one. And like I said, I don't have favorites, but I do know that our relationships are different between each sibling. With brother number two, we don't communicate as often as I wish. I would say as kids, we were close. I, I can definitely say that. I just know as adults, we haven't had many experience together like I had with my other sibling. We have not taken any trips as an adult together so I don't know what that would be like but it would, it would probably be cool this sibling of mine thinks that we're different in a lot of things but actually I think he and I are actually we have more in common than my other sibling and I know this is weird because I just mentioned we don't communicate as much as I do with the other one but with this one we have things in common like politics and Tupac who is both of our favorite rapper sports we were both Laker fans and I we actually went to go see Kobe when he was in Indianapolis so we have things like that in common the third person would have to be the man that I love this is the person I have chosen to give my heart to and this is the person who has taught me how to love and also how to be loved he is a person who I definitely can talk to about anything he gives me the freedom to express myself and trust me we do not always agree on everything but we can at the end of the conversation agree to disagree Agree. So we kiss and make up and we are on our happy way, but we don't believe in like having like lingering, you know, arguments and fights. And that's something I like about him is that we can both agree that we need to quickly resolve any type of conflicts. He's the only man who I personally would like to marry and have kids with. Prior to him, I honestly didn't want to be married and I didn't want kids. I was honestly happy being single traveling doing whatever I want to do but he has made me change my mind on that I just pray that in the next chapter of our life that God continues to give us the tools and the right people so that we can continue to grow and stay together fourth would be my godson who is now knocking on the door of manhood and I haven't had much time to really talk to him like I did when he was a kid and if you call my phone today, you cannot leave me a voicemail. And part of that is because I still have voicemails from him when he was a kid. And he's about to graduate from high school. That just shows you how much of this kid has taken over my heart. So he was the first kid I had ever gotten really attached to. And I call him my godson, even though I'm not his official godmother. But I call him my godson because he literally was like my shadow. Every single place I went, he went with me. He taught me patience. He taught me like how to laugh because he has a very, very funny uh, sense of humor. I'm just really proud of him. He's done so much in the time in between me moving here to Texas. And I'm super proud of him. I think his parents did a great job in helping to raise him. I have a goddaughter. She's very young. And because we live in two different states, I have not had as much um, experience with her as I have with my godson but I do love her and I do hope that she's now going to be moving to Texas that we get to cultivate a relationship as she gets older but I really love her as well so I would have to see her too. Fifth would be my niece and my nephew. Both of them are my heart so I have my godson who's now basically a man. These are my babies now. So I get to have another chance to have my heart being taken over by some kids. Um, they are funny. They help me to be youthful because they keep me up on trends, especially with dances. If you've ever seen them, they are always dancing. Thanks to their mom. <laughs> they always like have me watching their little shows and 
have me laughing at the little punchlines that most people wouldn't get. I'm happy that they allowed me to be an aunt to them. They allowed me to teach them things, give them new experiences. And they also helped to validate to me one day that I'll be a good mom. I really do like being an aunt. Six would be my male best friend. Um, back in college, he was my protector. He was the person who always gave me a listening ear. And he is my pure example of a person who can be a friend. Because most people, when they see that I'm a female and he's a male, they get confused with our dynamic. Like maybe it's a romantic relationship there. But there has never been a romantic relationship there. We have been pure friends. And until this day, we are still good friends. He's married with a child. I'm in a relationship. And our significant others, they respect the fact that we can still communicate and we don't cross those boundaries. So that will, I think he will always be my best friend. But of course, I have been told when I'm married, my spouse is my new best friend. So <laughs> he's going to have to get a demotion. But he's still at the top of the list of people who I will always call my friend. Just to make it clear, these are not, the order is not the most important people. This is just me talking and I had to give numbers, okay? So this best friend is now a wife and a mom of six. And even though she now lives in Texas where I live, we don't get to see each other much because of our schedules and also because we live about an hour apart. But when we talk and when we see each other, we always pick up where we left off. And she has been my longest best friend. I've known her since fifth grade. I just want to say that she is a very beautiful human being. Like her skin is flawless and her personality is the bomb. And I'm just so happy that she's my best friend. Eighth would be my birth month best friend. So this best friend is a person who has traveled with me, the only friend I've had to travel with me in adult life. And it has been fun. We have had some really nice trips. We also talk often. Um, she's come to Texas to see me. In fact, she is the only friend who's actually come to visit me in particular, not everybody else, but just to come and see me. And I'm so happy for that. But we met because we took classes together and also because she was on the track team at our university and I used to be on the track team. So we have that in common as well. Yeah. She's a dope person and I like her because she doesn't try to impress people. She is who she is and either you like her or you go, you're going to move along. But I have never seen her change herself to try to fit in with other people. And for that, I really do like that about her. So ninth will be my grandparents. I will definitely have to see them because I'd have to hear all of those stories they've told a thousand times one more time and also to eat the delicious food that they make. Lastly would be everybody else, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, and all of my friends that I met in college, basically from college, because I don't really have any childhood friends besides my best friend who I still communicate with. And in adult life, it's been hit and miss. Like I have people who I am an associate with, but I won't say we're close enough that if I had six months to live that I'd have to see them because I don't think they would feel the same way about me. All of these people here, I think if they had six months, I'd probably make the list too because we just have that mutual type of friendship. But I do appreciate every single person I've met, you know, in the in-between time. But all of them are people I would have to see before I die if I knew I had six months to live. And so they know who they are. I don't want to put their names out there, but they should know who they are because we have communicated, you know, from time to time, even though we haven't seen each other physically in years, we've talked either on the phone or we have video calls. So that's that part of the exercise that was pretty lengthy. So now that you know how to sketch out your people, then now we want to talk about what story would you want to leave this world? 
And so this is my message that I would want to leave the world if I knew I had six months to live. My message is to learn to live in the present moment. Let faith and not fear be your guide. Love the most high with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Learn how to read people. Pay more attention to their actions than their words. Take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Don't allow people to easily steal your peace. Learn how to love the family that you have, but create distance if their energy is too toxic to handle. Learn how to nurture friendships with the right people. Stop calling people who you go out to eat and buy a few drinks with your friend because I define a friend as a person who you can depend on in a time of need, as well as a person that can celebrate all of your success and your accomplishments. Learn how to be responsible for your actions. Pick up a book or search on the internet if there is a topic that you don't understand. We live in the information age, so you really don't have any excuses why you can't figure out something. Figure out how much money you would need to live the life that you want to live and put your ego aside because a lot of times people have this bigger than life type of lifestyle, but it's not really because they want that. They want it because they feel like everybody else will want it for them and they'll get accolades. So putting your ego aside, figure out how much money you would need to live the life that you want that will make you happy. You'll need to write down every single thing that you say and execute that plan to meet that goal. Lastly, let life happen. Every good and bad event will only last a moment. So live in the present moment and learn the lesson. So the next question is, what experiences would you want to make sure you had? So besides the people I need to see, the places I would like to go, um, what I would, what message I would want to leave the world, the experiences that I definitely want to have if I knew I had six months to live is, I want to experience the world through travel and learn more about people cultures. Also, I want to admire the beauty of nature up close and personal. So I'm not, I like natural beauty more so than like cities. I want to be able to climb mountains, walk valleys, swim in oceans, shower under waterfalls, breathe the fresh air of the forest, watch animals prance into the grass and everything else, which there are no words to describe. I love nature. I also want to help people and specifically millions of people learn how to live in their purpose, share their gifts, and not have to worry about money along the way. I want to write a bestseller book that would change lives and be on the bookshelves for centuries to come. I want to be married and start a family. I want to be a stay-at-home mom to nurture my kids and be able to be there for them through their special moments. I also, like I said, want to live life with no regrets. I want to die knowing that I have fully lived a life that is to the best of my ability, and I want the Most High to embrace me with open arms into his kingdom for eternity. The last question for this activity is, what would you want to make sure the people you love knew about how you felt about them? So I told you all the people I would have to see. This is what I want everybody who's listening to know. I would want everyone to know that I love each of them, even though we don't speak that often. That I have tried to build a life that can exist, even when I'm gone through my courses, both in person and online, my talks, my podcasts, my YouTube videos, my blogs, and even my currently inactive social media accounts. And yes, they're still there. I just don't be on them. I would want them to know that I don't hate anyone. I am not holding any grudges and that I pray for them that God will protect them and bless them that I am proud of them when they reach their new levels of life, and I have tried to be a line of support whenever life pushed them back. My love for them cannot be erased because my spirit will carry that love even after my body is gone. That is what I hope people know, and I really hope that you do this exercise because that is the end. I thought it was so powerful. I know it was lengthy, but this is something that I do think even in years to come, you can come back to it 
and you can just remember what are the most important things in life and focus on that. Don't focus on a dollar amount. Focus on what that dollar amount will do for you. If it can't do the things that you just said are the most important things for you, if you had six months to live, then maybe that dollar amount doesn't even matter. You need to find the life that you truly want to live. You need to find your purpose and you need to really cultivate the relationships with the people that matter to you most. Because although this exercise says, if you had six months to live, none of us is promised the next few seconds, the next minute, the next hour, the next day, or the next few years. So you need to live every single moment without regrets, live in the present moment, and Make sure that you live the life that you truly deserve. That is all I have for today. If you like this type of podcast episode, please consider subscribing, sharing it with a friend. And until next time, I will talk to you later.